Good morning, everyone. It is great to be with you this morning. Um, and great to be with you online, if you're, if you're online with us this morning. Today we are, as you see, we're continuing our, our uh, sermon series of Level Up. In, uh, and, and in order to level up, we need to power up, as we learned in the video again. We remind you again, um, as we do each week, that, that we aren't saying that we are achieving any special position in the kingdom of God by leveling up. Um, because we are already in the kingdom of God, loved as much as we can be by God. It's just that we're talking about how we're able to grow in faith through the spiritual practices found in this acronym, Power Up. And the first thing that we learned was that we pray, finally, you know, keeping the conversation with God, offer, offering yourself and what God has given you in order to build up the kingdom, loving God, loving others, the next, whoops, the next one was come back. Worship. And that is exactly what we're doing today. Doing it every day of our life, giving praise to God for what he has done for us. It's great, you know, that you can be online, you who are online. It's great that you can be here in the sanctuary, you who are here. We worship together as the body of Christ, building one another up, showing love to God as he has showed love to us. And, and it's here that we... Um, it's here that we are able to praise, to sing, to hear the word, to share the sacrament like we will today. That's what worship is all about, receiving God's grace and forgiveness through the sacrament today. Endure, that was what Pastor DJ talked about last week, that the Christian life is not going to be easy. God never promises that. In fact, there will be times of suffering. He promises that. But he also promises that he is always with us no matter, and that we endure Unto salvation, and so that's what that is all about. But today our word is read. Power up, read. Um, so I want to ask you, as we begin this, um, what kind of reading is your favorite? How many like to read? A few? Yeah, yeah? All right, a lot of you. Uh, do you like fantasy? Mystery? Poetry? History? Romance, <laughs> biography, spy novels, humor, self-help. What do you like to read? You know what? You can find it all. Every bit of that that I just talked about right here. It's all in this book. So that's what we're talking about today when we talk about read, reading the scriptures, reading the Holy Bible. And so, now I want to ask, why do you read? Why? Maybe you do it just to find peace and quiet in a very, very busy world, to find calm in a busy life, to slip away into another place and time. That's what I like to do. I was talking about reading. My favorite is to read like the historical stuff, kind of historical fiction from uh, England in the 17, 1800s, you know, around the times of knights and princesses and those kinds of things, yeah. That's what I like. Do you, do you read to uh, find guidance, to discover truth? Well, all of that is right here. Whoops, like this, in this book. You can find it when you open up the scriptures. So let's, I want to turn to the scripture that we are um, in today that Pastor DJ has just read for us. And, um, 
as I start, and this is how um, we read. It's a letter to Timothy. Timothy um, is a young friend uh, and co-worker of Paul, and he's giving him instruction on Christian life, but also in leading the church, because Timothy is going to be a pastor in the church. And today, we're going to look at these instructions that he gives Timothy and seeing how we can use them in our lives, how we can use them to power up in our Christian faith and life. And so he says, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you, uh, um, you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask a question, and if, it, if you don't raise your hand here, it's okay, but I want to know how many of you, um, like from early childhood, were raised in the faith, were raised in the Christian church. Okay, there are a few of you who maybe weren't, and that's okay, you're here today, and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. But um, this first line in here, for those of you who are living in the faith from the time you were small, that's for you. He's saying it to Timothy, but that's for you. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with it. Here Paul says, no matter what you encounter... Don't allow it to pull you away from the faith. It's, it's what DJ talked about last week, about enduring. It's, it's the faith that you had, that you grew up with from the time you were a young person. Go with what you were taught. Do you know what I was taught? Jesus loves me, this I know. That's what's important. Can I share something with you? We were at the bedside of a dear young person from our church. She's only 57 years old. She used to direct our choir. And she is losing life to dementia. And when Pastor Mark and myself and his brother Ted visited her this week, the one thing we did for her was sing, Jesus loves me, this I know. That's all she needed to remember. And we hope that she heard it. So remember what you learn from the beginning, what you believe. You know, we sing that song at every baptism. We want little kids to know it because that's the most important part. What you have firmly believed. Don't wander off from basic beliefs that you learned as a child or, whatever, or whenever you came to faith. Hang on to the basic beliefs. Knowing from where you learned it, he says. For me, it was my mom and dad, Helen and Alan, my grandparents, Get these names, Bertha and Sven, and Clara. Hans had already moved on by the time to the church triumphant by the time I was born. These are, and it was my Sunday school teachers. Mrs. Keller, Mrs. Rood, Clayton Severson, the farmer neighbor. My pastors, Pastor Mellum, Pastor Peterson, Pastor Borgie. These are the people that I learned it from. They are people that I knew loved me. They are people that trusted me. And I trusted them. He says, remember who taught it to you. In my home, and then he says, um, the people who shared, you have been acquainted, excuse me, with the holy scriptures, the holy writings. In my home, I don't say y'all gotta do this, but this is how I grew up. We had Bible stories for breakfast, and we had a Bible story again before we went to bed at night. I knew the Bible as a kid growing up. I knew all the stories. I loved them. I was with Adam and Eve in the garden. 
I was with Noah on the ark. I was with Daniel in the lion's den. I was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. I was with Jesus on the mount. I was there when he was baptized. I was there when he put me and other little kids on his knee. I was there when I thought they were lowering my father through the roof so that he could be walk again. I knew Bible stories from the beginning. And I appreciate that my family taught them to me. I was there with those people. God became real to me. People in the stories were real to me. For Timothy, the ones who taught him were his mother and his grandmother, Eunice and Lois. Did you know those were scriptural names, Eunice and Lois? There. If you read, you'd know it. I'm sorry. Um, they, had raised him, they had raised him in the Christian faith from a very young age. Um, it was then, by Eunice and Lois, that he became aware of the scriptures. And at that time, the scriptures were just the Old Testament. We didn't have all the New Testament things that we have now. So he was reading the books of Moses and, and the prophets and the Psalms and those scriptures. And here is what Paul has to say about those scriptures. He said, they are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I really want to be wise for salvation. This is why we read. You get wisdom for salvation when you read and know the book that we call the Holy Bible. And here's another part that comes from knowing the scriptures. You come to know Jesus. Faith in Jesus Christ. In the way of salvation. Today and eternally. As we go on in this letter. Okay, there. As we go on in this letter, you're going to see what comes about when we don't read the scriptures, and it's certainly not good and wise for salvation. But now we're going to go on with what Paul has to say here. He says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. So here is what we believe about the word of God, what we believe about the scriptures, and it is so cool, this beginning part is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. All scripture is breathed out by God. Now, when we talk about the scriptures, we say that they are inspired. Yes, they're written with the hand of people, human beings, but they are inspired by God. Excuse me. And this is literally... What this verse says, God breathed out the word and it was inspired or breathed in by the writers of the Bible. To breathe out is to expire. To breathe in is to inspire. God breathed life into the word and the Bible became the living word of God. Ah. The other time that we read that God breathed into something and gave it life was when? In the creation story, in that lump of dust, and it became Adam, it became man. God has done the same thing with the scriptures. He breathed out, and the writers breathed in, and were inspired. And we have this living word. We have these words from Hebrews that say, for the word of God is living and active. 
It's not some dead old book written thousands of years ago. It's for us today. It is living and it is active in our lives today. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And so, what good is this word to us? Well, it has lots of uses. I'm going to go back here, there, one more time. There. It is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, for teaching. You want to know who God is? It's in the Bible. Do you want to tell someone about Jesus and aren't sure what to say? It's in the Bible. Want to teach someone how to live the best life? You guessed it. It's in the Bible. Ten Commandments. The things that keep order in our lives. Want to know what God intends for you and how he wants you to live? In the Bible. It says it's profitable. It's worth it. It's valuable for all kinds of teaching. Teaching for yourself and for others. Now I'm going to, I messed up my slides a little bit, but I'm going to go back and forth here. For teaching. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It teaches us. It guides us. Do you want to know what that lamp was that, that David was talking about when he wrote this? It wasn't a camping Coleman lantern, folks. It was a little, a little uh, bowl of oil about the size of my hand. And they would light that oil and it would take them one step at a time. One step at a time. That's what God's word is for us. It doesn't blaze the way necessarily, but it gives us one step at a time. That's why you keep reading it daily because you got to get through that day. You have to have the light for your path, the lamp for your feet, okay? That's what that's about. For reproof and correction. Reproof is a word that means scolding. It's okay to do that. For setting people straight, it's okay to do that. But do it with care and with love and according to God's plan. This is how we can correct from the scriptures. In another place we hear that we tell the truth in love. The Bible is good for pointing out the hard stuff. When we think we want to go our way, it tells us God's way. And then it helps us correct the wrong, but lovingly. And here's what this does for us. Psalm 119 says, I have stored up your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. So that I might not need that reproof or that correction. Okay, it's also good for training in righteousness. Living in the way that God has intended us to live. Loving him and loving one another. Being in a right relationship with God. And then we see that it goes to this. That the man, and I'm going to include woman, okay? This was written to Timothy, remember, but for us to hear today. That the man and woman of God may be completely equipped for every good work. Our job as pastors and people of God is to equip the saints. That's what it tells us in Ephesians 4, that we are to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. My friends, you are the saints. Don't forget it. You are a huge part 
of that being equipped for building up, for powering up, for leveling up the body of Christ and it's well, and it's, um, it's, excuse me, in the body of Christ. And that means being well-versed in the word of God. It's why reading is so important that you can be equipped to build up the body of Christ so that we can know God's will for his people, that we can know God's promises for his people, so that we can know God's total love and passion for his people given in Jesus Christ. Now, here's another reason, and we're going to go into chapter 4 now. Um, another reason for reading, because this is, happens, this is what happens when we don't read when we just assume what we know is in the word of God. And he says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. The time isn't coming, my friends. The time is here. It's happened. We have lived through years of telling us what the Bible says for us and manipulating the words. And the truth is that the Bible says what it says. And it can't be manipulated. You know, we hear words like this today. Live your own truth. How do you like that one? You know what Jesus says in the Bible? I am the truth. That's where you find it. You don't go off on your own and try to find it. Walk your own path. Discover your own dream. Jesus says, I am the way. He says, I'm going to walk you in paths of righteousness. We hear think, people say, it's my life. I'm going to live it the way I want. I don't care what. But Jesus says, I am the life. People do follow that which sounds good for them. They do take in whatever their itchy ears want to hear when it makes their path easier. They don't want to know real truths because the truth sometimes hurts. We've heard that before. People are not hearing the word endure. Instead, they're wandering off suiting their own passions and following what Paul calls myths. When we don't read, we are ignorant of the way, the truth, and the life. We miss out on what God promises us in the scriptures. We miss out on his plan for salvation, which has been there from the beginning, and we can follow it all the way through the Old Testament into the new and the end. We miss out on truly knowing his great love for us when we don't read. We follow whatever sounds good for our own selfish passions, not God's great passion for us. I started today by asking, what and why do you read? I'm going to finish by asking you to read the scriptures. You don't have to put down everything else, but take time each day if at all possible, to open up the word of God and see what God has to say to us. It's living. It is active. It's here for your lives. It is not a dead book. You know, if you don't have a reading 
um, plan right now, you can just go to atonement.live, and there it is, daily discovery. If you read that each day, it'll take you through the Bible in a whole year. But if that's too much to bite off, start small. Start in the Psalms. Read a Psalm a day. Go into the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Read a chapter a day. You're going to find all about what Jesus was all about. John is my favorite one. Take a dip into Paul's letters like Timothy, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians. Go in there and see what he has to say. God inspired him. He breathed it into Paul. My favorite one is Galatians. But do the reading. It's important. What it does is it teaches us. It corrects us. It's our pathfinder. It is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, today we give you thanks for your word. We thank you that you have inspired the people who wrote it to give us your plan for us in our daily lives here and for your plan of salvation that comes in Jesus Christ. For that, we are grateful and give you thanks today in his name. Amen.